When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kill Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, episode 300, right? It's amazing how fast uh, we've gotten here. I seem, it seems like I just started this podcast uh, the other day, uh, but I guess when you're going three times a week and you're having fun doing it, these things pop up on you quick. So as a special 300th episode, I want to do something different for you guys. This is something that's typically reserved for our premium clients on the tier one trading platform, but I wanted to share with you one of our Q&A sessions because I think this is very important for many traders that are stuck mainly with the improper mindset. And just to give you some background information, we're dealing with a trader here on the platform who has all the right intentions, has the work ethic to be great, but there's one big hurdle that he hasn't gotten over yet, and that's just thinking about trading the right way, the proper mindset of what to focus on and what to ignore. And this is a very common um, obstacle. I have faced it. Almost every single one of the traders on our platform has faced it. And there's a good chance that you guys are facing it or have faced it as well. And what made this Q&A special is not only did we break it down, but the very next day the trader came back, he said he listened to the podcast, he was having some conversations with other traders on our platform, in our network, and we can already tell the difference. We can already tell that a light bulb went off and that's exactly what we were waiting for. Now don't get me wrong, the path to success is still going to be a, a long, windy one, but at least he's got the right mindset behind him and this is going to allow him to move forward and hopefully start working on the next hurdle. So hopefully it does the same for you guys. This is why I wanted to start the podcast to share a few some of the conversations that you don't typically hear um, because we're having them on a day to day basis inside the platform and a little bit private. But for episode 300, I want to share it with you and hopefully you find it helpful. If so, do me a favor, if you haven't done so already, please leave me a rating and a review for this show. You can do it on Spotify or iTunes, Google, wherever you listen to it at. That is helpful. Share it on social media. I love hearing what your favorite part is. You can do that on the Trading Coach Podcast Facebook group as well. And of course, if you're interested in becoming a better trader, make sure you join us over at www.tier1trading.com. I recommend checking out the free training content the Ascension webinar is going to be another great tool for you to get your mind correct when it comes, or I guess before you venture off into learning how to trade. So make sure you check out the Ascension webinar over at www.tier1trading.com slash free. I think it was a good opportunity to 
to really kind of practice identifying what the flaws are um, in, I guess, analyzing a trader or assessing a trader. Many of you guys are going to go into education. Uh, many of you guys are going to be even working with clients. Um, some of you guys are even starting your own prop firm or have started, started your own prop firm. And part of that process of building that out is being able to analyze talent, um, either deciphering between those who you want to work with and those who you don't want to work with or finding the red flags that's going to take to help someone be successful. Um, so I want to read you this email and um, let just let me know. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to, obviously I know what stands out to me as we've been having this conversation for the last two hours. Um, but let me know what stands out to you and, and, and we'll take breaks and kind of discuss it. I think it'll be a cool a cool idea. So a little bit, it'll be a little bit more wordy today than technical. We're going to get into the technicals a little bit later. Um, but just keep that, keep that in mind. So he said, Keel, I've gotten through the mastery section of the course. I have found certain things that I like and certain things that I don't like. And just to give you some background, the previous discussion we had was this trader was looking to do two things at once. Um, he wanted to be a counter trend trader. He wanted to be a trend continuation trader. He wanted to find the buying opportunities when the market was going up. He wanted to find the selling opportunities when the market was going down. He wanted to get involved with every extension. He wanted to also capture every pullback. And um, what can you imagine was the conversation that I had after that? What, do you, what, do you, what would you tell that trader or, or a trader that comes to you with that type of mindset? And, and I think that's normal for all of us, right? I think we all come into the markets at some point saying, hey, when it goes up, I want to be long. When it goes down, I want to be short. Um, we want to capture every move. But Naomi says, pick one. George says, yes. <laughs> George says, I remember those days. Yeah, so it's it's a natural part of our trading progression. I think we, we all do that because what we do is we look at the charts like what we see in front of you. And we see all these beautiful ebbs and flows. We see all these moves and we're like, oh yeah, I would get that. Oh yeah, and then I would, I would sell it there and take that. Oh, and then I would buy it again there and take that. Um, and although there is a way you can do that, you're never gonna catch every single move in a market or every piece of every move in a market, but there are ways you can be a counter trend and trend continuation trader. But as we discussed in last week's Q&A, it's very, very hard because there's gonna be a lot of conflicting signals. So as a newer trader, I say, hey, pick one, focus on one, master one, and then you can add on after that. So he said, I found a certain thing I like to do and what I don't like to do. So he's, he's gone through some of the courses and, and started to kind of see or discover, hey, you know, this type of stuff fits my style. This type of stuff doesn't. He says, I very much want to trade gold. I really love the fact that gold can move 600 to 1,000 plus points within one day. Moves tend to be 200% or bigger on that currency. Someone told me that if I trade at a percentage size, uh, if I trade a certain risk percentage per trade, then it doesn't really matter what your trade will be as you reduce your sizes to, uh, to match your percentage. Now that's where I learned something about how I would like to trade. Thinking about what you said, I have not decided on trend continuation or counter trend, hence I was confusing myself. This was the conversation we had previously. He said, I want to trade with the trend. How I would like to trade, thinking about what you said, or uh, I want to trade with the trend, excuse me, 
with the swings, if you will. So think about the extensions, right? As the market extends higher. Counter trend trading, going backwards to where it was meant to go, just does not make sense to me. So it sounds like the trader, the trader has decided on a, a trend continuation strategy, right? Now, let me ask you guys this. Was there anything that you, any type of red flag that you picked out in the previous statement, the previous sentence? Maybe not a red flag, like, an, like a yellow yellow flag, a warning, a little slight warning. Cody says indecisive. Well, no, the trader, and it's it's worded a little bit, it's worded a little bit different, but the, the trader wants to trade at this point, wants to trade trend continuation, it sounds like. Um, again, the wording was a little bit weird, but it took me a couple times to read through it, but yeah, that, that's what it meant. He wants to trade extensions, yeah, not counter trend. I see a few other people typing. Uh, three of us spoke to this trade on the chat earlier. I think you should go back to the foundation. So Naomi knows exactly what the deal is. We got a few more people typing in. Uh, maybe didn't believe that the market does what the market wants um, to do and doesn't have to make any sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And again, I, I think that's something that comes with experience. I don't think many of us, I think many of us come into the market thinking that I guess we are more powerful than the markets um, and not the other way around. Again, been binge watching this show. I'm going to keep watching it or keep plugging it because it's awesome. One strange rock about Earth and the understanding that, you know, it talks about how there have been millions, millions and millions of years. There has been life on Earth before human beings and millions and millions of years after we destroy the planet. There will still be life on Earth after human beings. And what's interesting is that as humans, we typically think that we own Earth. Right? We think we're the big, bad top dog on here because we're at the top of the food chain. Now, we really don't own Earth. Because there are things that have been here way before us, things that have been here way after us. The Earth will end up doing what it wants to do. It will, you know, it has done it in the past. And when we are eventually extinct, life will go on without us. And the market is the same way. The market doesn't really care what we think or what we want to happen. The market will do whatever the market wants to do. We're just here enjoying the ride. But one thing that stood out to me was the trader was talking about um, really the fact that gold can move 600 to 1,000 points within the day. Moves tend to be 200% or bigger. And some of you guys brought this up. You said, sounds very outcome driven to me. Column says, sounds like he was focused on the bigger target profits rather than the winning percentage. Yeah, and that was, and, and you'll see this throughout the conversation. It's a long conversation I'm going to read to you guys, but I appreciate you joining in. Um, one of the main things I said to the trader is that you're too focused on the money. And, and that will show itself in a little bit. But let's continue on. Um, I want to trade gold uh, more than anything else um, because for me, I understand the percentage idea. But when I see price move a thousand points in one direction with gold on a regular basis, I want to take entry. I want to, sorry, I got to scroll this out. I want to take um, the entire move out, meaning I want to profit on the entire move. I am happy to make one trade and let it run for days or even a month as long as it's going in the right direction. So again, bigger pictures, certainly trend continuation, trend following trader. 
wants to hop in and catch the entire move of the trend. Also, and as you guys are mentioning, uh, George says, wow. Uh, Naomi says, you will never consistently catch the entire move. Yep, we'll discuss that a little bit later. Naomi says, very unrealistic. Andrew says, the entire move is great in hindsight. And this is very important, guys. The entire move is great in hindsight, but different when you're actually in the trade. And that's going to be big going forward. And understand, like, I'm, I'm using this Q&A. And that's, that's why I want you guys involved. And, and hopefully the traders listening to this. Because I could not get my point across this morning. And hopefully this is like, I, we use this as a discussion to get different opinions. Maybe people say it in different ways. Where that the point is made, not just for this trader, but many of you other guys that are new and listening to this. Cause you know, I mentioned this, I had this mindset when I first got involved, George, who is one of the most fantastic traders on this platform. He said he had this mindset when he first got involved. So it's important to understand that this is a common thing, but in order to earn success, we have to break it, right? I think it was last week we talked about at, at, at some point as a trader, we get to a fork in the road where we have to decide between our own stubbornness and reality, right? And the stubbornness will lead us to the right, and that will lead us to ultimate destruction and death when it comes to our trading account. Um, and then the reality, that's going to lead us to the left. It's going to be a longer path, but it's going to be a longer, windier path in the right direction instead of kind of a short path where you see like this paradise um, beyond, and then you take a step, and then you fall off a cliff and die. That's how I picture the short path, where stubbornness is like, ooh, get rich quick. This is awesome. Ah! <laughs> and then the earth is like got him or the markets um so this is important so uh so for me profit targets here, so for me profit targets would be as far as they will go i wouldn't want to take the trade out early if it could keep going um and then we'll get to the chart a little bit green lines blah 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 let me see um looked at the daily moves as well as the hourly chart uh, within 24 hours, it moves 600 to 1,000 points, which is at least 200%. So again, coming back to the 200% of movement, 300% of movement, you guys can kind of get the steady theme here of it's it's all monetary-based, right? Are you guys understanding that? And this is, this is the cool thing to, to pick out because we know that in trading, we want to focus on process over outcome. And it's tough because I'm not going to lie, right? Do any of us get into trading to follow the process? No, we get into trading because we want to make money, but it's a shift that we have to make in our mindset and understanding that the way to making money, the way to making profit is by following the process um, instead of focusing on the money. That's a shift that we have to make. And if you guys haven't picked it up, right, whenever you're seeing, hey, I want to do this because it moved 300%, I want to do this because it moved 200%, that's very outcome-based, as Naomi mentioned earlier, and, and that that's a, a theme that keeps occurring. Um and I'm going to read you through the second part of the conversation that we had actually live. This was an email. I'll read you the live part as soon as I scroll up. And then we'll kind of dig into and, and start finding some solutions, which will be good, right? Because there's no point of complaining if we're not going to find solutions. Andrew says, Akil, this is the difference in mindset based on where a trader starts. Some traders have a load of money in the bank and want to grow it. Um, so are cautious about losing. Other traders learn but have no money to start with. So they think they need to gobble up as much as possible to get started. Yeah, you're 100% you're correct. You're 100% correct. Um, and then you see, you see it the other way too, which is, which is sometimes weird. You have people that are reckless with a lot of money and don't mind throwing it away. I had a trader here. Um, I think he lasted a full day on 
the platform before you guys bullied him out in a positive way. I don't know if any of you guys remember him. He came on talking reckless and, you know, we set him straight and, and we, we got him on the right track, or at least we thought we had him on the right track about, hey, this is the process. You got to learn and you got to, you know, you learn and you develop a strategy, you back test, you demo. And he's like, ah, I'm, I, don't, I don't need to demo. I'm just going to learn with real money. So while I'm going through the courses, I'm going to take trades with, with real money on the lessons you're teaching. I'm like, eh, probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. Um, he's like, no, 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 it's, it's, it's no problem. I got money. I'm like, okay, well, just because you have money, why do you want to waste it? And A, that's a clear sign of, in my opinion, someone that doesn't have money. Because everyone that I know that actually has money, um, they're not in a rush to get rid of their money. Right. People typically, the more money you have, unless you just have, I mean, people are reckless. Don't get me wrong. But in, in general, if the more earned money you have, let's put it that way, because when you earn when you earn money yourself, it, it means much more than you. Right. Money that I get from the market is much more important than money that I would get winning from the lottery. Right. I think people tend to be more reckless with gifted money than an earned money. Right. But I don't know anyone. Typically, the more earned money you have, the more stingy you become with it. Um, and again, that's, I, I, maybe I shouldn't say that. That's, that's the right mindset to have. Maybe that's not the norm. I should take that back because there are a lot of people that do a lot of dumb things with money. The right mindset to have is the more earned money you have, the more cautious you actually become, like Andrew mentioned, um, because you know what it took to earn that money and you don't necessarily want to go through that grinding process again. Um, but yeah, we see that. We see that all the time. And and making money quick for someone that doesn't have a lot of money is is typically the the goal. I mean that's the, that's the, the 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 treat that's dangling in front of us when we get into trading. And I don't think this trader is like that. I, I think this trader, I mean, he, obviously he's focused on the money. I don't think he's reckless. Um, let's put it that way. I don't think he's reckless. I think just the mindset hasn't shifted yet. That's one thing that I noticed. So he's not reckless. He's not saying I'm trading right now. He wants to go through the process. He wants to learn the right way. Um, it's just uh, these little roadblocks that that are that are in here. Um, it, it's, just, it's, just, it's just that light bulb has to go off. And, and again, what's cool about all of us here on the platform is that we've all been through that moment, or we're all going through it, so we we kind of know. Um, but um, real quick, just to to read some of your guys' comments, uh, because you've earned it, it means more to you. Gifted money means nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, Drew, well, it means something. It's still money. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Drew says, Coach, what about deciding a specific way and how you do your IPDE? And once you're comfortable with your system of how you view the market, break it down to your two ways of getting involved. So more of starting with how you read the market rather than trend continuation and counter trend trading. Um, I would, and, and Drew is saying, instead of deciding whether you want to be a counter trend trader, or a trend continuation trader, just focus on your IPDE. And I would tell you this, Drew, I think that's the end game, right? I like, if, if you were, like, if I weren't coaching, and I understand that I have to use certain terminology to make sense to explain things to people, but take me out of the coaching philosophy for a little bit, or coach issues a little bit, I don't even believe in counter trend trading or trend continuation trading. Right? I don't I don't I don't view one as trend continuation or counter trend trading. I just I just view it as me making a prediction in the market and me trying to get involved in the direction that I think the market's gonna move. 
And it could be because I do so much top-down analysis that I understand that a counter-trend trade move could be a trend continuation move on a higher time frame, or a trend continuation move could be really be a, a counter-trend trading move on a, a higher time frame or a lower time frame counter-trend trading move can be used to get into a trend continuation. Like I understand all of that. I just don't. I, I just don't care. Um, it doesn't matter. I just want look. My job is like you said to do IPDE and say okay, well. What do I, where do I think the market's going to go? How far do I think the market's going to go? And then involve myself in that direction. So I don't personally care about terminology. I, I, I would like to eliminate almost all terminology um, if I had it my way. But again, that doesn't work for coaching um, because then it would be no way to explain what I'm doing. But that would make sense. However, I do think, I do think the general concepts of counter trend trading um, and trend continuation, I do think as a newer trader, for some people, it's easier to kind of understand what type of moves they're focusing on especially if you're a trend continuation that trader that's that's trading the full extension right because that means you're shooting for the market to continue past structure in that direction instead of just kind of for a short type of move so i, I do think it it is i don't want to say necessary but i do think it's helpful for newer traders just to give them some type of identity in what they're doing um but i, I certainly feel you 100 percent. eventually i think you get to the point where like it's just it's just make make the right prediction. Um, real quick, uh, Andrew, having said that, if anyone wants to gift me a half a million in major currency, I promise I will appreciate it and look after it well. Uh, he says maybe he can devise a strategy that allows him to do just that, take advantage of the market in the way he visualizes. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's what we're going to get to. Um, but first things first, right? We got we got to break this mindset because I don't care what strategy you use, guys. Right? You can use the best strategy in the world. If your mindset is chase the money, guess what you're gonna do fall off the cliff you're gonna fall off the cliff so first things first we got to change this mindset especially before any live money is at risk so let me let me follow up the rest of the conversation we had here on the chat um email daryl because i send them all my problems i can't wait blah 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 blah, blah. um we talked a little bit about percentage size right we talked earlier about um, gold moving 200%. And I just put in a reminder. I said, remember, just because something moves more doesn't just mean bigger profits, right? Not only are you adjusting your position size per the percentage, but what happens when it moves, when it moves a lot in your opposite direction? What do you have to account for? Risk, right? Bigger wins often come with bigger losses, right? So you got to think about that as well. Again, I, I think we're blinded by the perfect situation where you see, oh man, look at that move. Well, what happens if you were on the other side of that move? That's a big loss as well. And that's why, that's why position sizing is so important. But it's important to understand the negatives as well. I, I always plan for the negatives more than the positives, actually, because I, I want to make sure that I can withstand whatever that fury is when it happens. Um, I said, I also don't think, uh, I said, I also don't think it's a smart idea to try and trade until the quote unquote end of the move, because here's the question for you guys. How do we know when the end of the move comes? And this goes back to the trader saying, I want to be a trend continuation trader. I want to catch the swing and trade it to the end. Well, how do we know when the end comes? Who can tell me the end? Because if you can, I will hire you. You will be my target specialist, my, my, my specific target analyst, right? The truth is, we don't know that the end of the move has come until the move ends. And we don't know that the move ends 
until the market pulls back, right? Assuming we're in a trend continuation move. And when the market pulls back, what does that do to our P&L? It either sucks up some of our profit, all of our profit, or could even potentially put us in the negative again, depending on how much how much you're managing it. And I'll give you guys a, a visual example. I know some of you guys are just listening to this, so you'll have to just kind of go on with me, right? We know that a trend, right? Let's measure out a three-point move in a trend, right? The market goes up, the market retraces, the market continues up, right? Let's say that we involved ourselves at that first retracement and we were trading all the way up to the top. Well, per the rules on how we identify a trend, when do we say that a trend is violated? We say that a trend is violated when what happens? When the previous outside return is broken, right? So we technically don't know that the trend has ended until price moves beyond the point that we would have entered. Uh, problem there, right? So we, we, we never know. And, and, and this puts us in a situation where we're, we're, in, a, we're in a lose-lose situation, right? Because if we try to hold off and be patient and wait for the, the, the rules for where a trend has ended, we're going to lose money. If we try to anticipate it earlier, we're always going to have those moves that give us a little bit of a retracement because a healthy trend right, doesn't just go up forever. A healthy trend ebbs and flows. We're going to have those moves where we, we have a little bit of a retracement. We take our money out and then the market continues without us. And now we're all upset that we missed the rest of the move. We didn't catch the full move. So it is, it is a lose-lose situation to try and catch the entire move. Now, what is the solution? What, what solution do we have? And there's no perfect solution, right? We know everything has a give and a take, right? Cost and benefit to everything. Right? Latch says multiple target profits, right? Maybe take a conservative target profit off, put some money in the bank, roll targets to break even, reduce your risk, and then shoot for your, your home run move at the second part of your position. What else? What else can we do? That's a good one, Latch. Trade. Trade management. Yeah, right? Trail your stops. Now, again, you're not going to catch the full move, but you'll be taken out before all of your profits are, are sucked away. Right? Whatever you choose, and there's many variations of both, whatever you choose, it starts with, in your mind, understanding that this. Write this down, new traders. I will never catch the full move. I will never catch the full move. And our job as traders isn't to catch the full move. Right? I always do the, the cookie jar analysis, right? Or the, 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 maybe the jewelry, the jewelry heist analysis, right? If you break into a jewelry store, not that I have experience doing this, nor does tier one trading um, recommend, advise, or encourage the stealing of jewelry or breaking into any store. Get those disclaimers out the way, right? If you break into a jewelry store and you try to capture every single piece of jewelry in that store, what is likely to happen? Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police, right? You're going to get busted. But if you go in with a specific plan saying, hey, George, hey, Andrew, hey, Latch, we're going to break into this store. 
we're going to take this piece of jewelry, this piece of jewelry, this piece of jewelry, and we're going to get out, right? Yeah, we left a lot of money and jewelry in the store, but did we not get out with more than we came in with? That's our job as traders. We don't need to catch the whole move. We just need to catch a portion of the move, right? Another reference or analogy would be like, imagine like people, like a whole bunch of people robbing the jewelry store, right? That's the market trending. We just kind of hop in and take one piece for ourselves and then leave, right? Because that's what we're really trying to do, just in, basically involve ourselves with smart money and, and, and hop on the elephant's tail. But we got to, it starts with understanding we will never catch the full move. If you don't understand that, you will, you will never make it in trading. And if, if, you, if you don't understand it, if you don't become comfortable with taking profits out and seeing the market continue in your direction, right? You're not going to make it in trading. I'm not saying you have to like it. You can always look back and be like, oh, gosh, dang it. But you have to be, I did the right thing. I took it out where I thought we were likely to go. You have to be okay with that. Um, let me just scroll, scroll down to the rest of this conversation. Um, we're going to get to the chart a little bit, but I want to bring up some stuff right here. Okay. So the trader also talked about, and in fact, you can see it. This is actually the part we're talking about in the chart right here. So you guys that are watching uh, live, you can kind of see we're looking at this area consolidation in between trends. So an upward move, an extension, a little bit of a pullback, and then another extension. And the trader had a few problems. So the trader wants to catch, he sees these moves, right? We know that in a complex pullback, right, the market gives us kind of multiple legs down right? So the trader sees these moves that come within consolidation because we know that consolidation sometimes ebbs and flows. It just doesn't do so in, in a tradable way necessary. And the biggest piece that we were stuck at is the trader wants to get involved in every single one of these moves. He says, Akil, how can I, how can I get involved in these moves? And what do you think my answer was? How can I get involved in these very small moves that come in the retracement of the bigger trend that in my opinion, really aren't tradable. And, and Latch said it, you can't. George said, you can't, based on this time frame, right? And um, to summarize kind of the conversation, this was the, the problem the trader was having. He was saying, well, how come I can't get involved in this move? I see these moves happening. Obviously, there's profit to be made in these moves, but I can't figure out how to get involved, especially on the daily chart where these moves are only four candles long. And I said, you can't. I said, the higher duration you trade, the higher time frame you trade, the longer the duration between trading opportunities, right? If you trade on a five minute chart, guys, you're gonna have a lot of trading opportunities. If you trade on an hourly chart, you're gonna have less trading opportunities than the five. If you trade in the four hour chart, you're gonna have less trading opportunities than the hourly. If you trade in the daily chart, you're gonna have less trading opportunities than the four hour. Does that make sense? The higher time frame you go, right? The less candles are printed, the longer it's gonna take between trading opportunities, and typically the longer you're gonna be involved in trading opportunities, right? One's not better than the other unless you're concerned about frequency and you need a certain amount of action. Because later on, as we went into this discussion, as I said, hey, I don't, there's probably no way you can get involved in this move. He said, so you mean that I may have to wait five months in between moves? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're a trend trader on the daily, you, you may have to wait five months in between moves if the market's not giving you anything. Right? Now, that could be frustrating, sitting on your hands for five months. But if you're catching, if you're a trend trader and you're catching big moves, right? 
if you're making your what you try to say 300 percent I, I know I'd wait 500 I'd wait five months to catch a 300 percent move <laughs> would, would you but we we got to understand um, you can't have the best of both worlds you can't have these massive moves on the daily but also have a very very high frequency of trading opportunities we can't take every single ebb and flow in the market right that's and this is more on that concept of chasing the money the money the market the, the, the trader excuse me just sees the market moving. He says, man, that was a cool directional move here. How could I have traded that? And when I say, well, obviously, we, I don't think we don't have a strategy yet, but we know he's he's gearing towards trend continuation. So I'm looking at it as a trend continuation from a trend, trend continuation perspective. I said, if, as a trend trader, there's no way you can trade any of this here. You know, maybe the first maybe the first pullback and you would have taken a loss, but there's nothing else you could have traded. There's nothing else you could have done. And this is where we got stuck. The trader didn't understand. It's like, what do you mean? And I'll just go down and read a little bit. Um, yeah, gold was up over 500 points in that day. Um, three candles down, three candles up, three candles down, three candles up. No trend yet, but a thousand plus points of movement. You could have uh, a thousand plus you could have earned. You could have been doing it on a shorter time frame on those daily candles, which is worth a lot. So you can go to the lower time frame. Right. These could be they could not be moves on a lower time frame. But again, we have to have a plan for what we're doing, guys. Can we just go to a random lower time frame because we want to catch a move? We have to define what we're trading. What is our time frame? I guess yeah, you're right. We can. You can do whatever you want. You're right. But probably not the best idea, says Naomi. What time frames are we trading? Are we trading off the daily? Are we trading off the four hour, the hourly, the five? Like what, are, what, are, what, what time frames are we trading? That needs to be specified, right? We need to have that in our trading plan and we need to be consistent with that. So another thing that I see a trader getting into trouble is when they have this concept, they're looking at the daily, right? They haven't had a trade in five months. They're bored and they see this move and they're like, man, market just went down 100 points and I didn't get any of it. Now, all of a sudden, they're creeping down to the hourly to look for trading opportunities. They're creeping down to the five-minute chart to look for trading opportunities. And when that happens, are they following their plan? Are they following the rules of their trading plan? Or are they hunting for trades? They're, they're hunting for trades. And when you go out hunting and you have no idea what you're doing, well, you tend to turn into the prey. So, one, a trader, and, and again, this trader is not up to this point yet, so we have, we have to understand that it doesn't have a trading plan yet, but eventually this trader will have a specific rules-based plan on how to trade the markets. And what's important is that all of his trading opportunities meet the rules of those plans. And if it doesn't meet the rules, you have to let it go. But again, that starts with breaking the concept of, I need to catch this move. I have to catch that move. Ooh, the market moved up. I need to catch that move. Well, guess what? The market moves up or down on every candle. Does that mean we should trade every single candle? No. No, it doesn't. Um, and blah, blah, blah. Did it pick them up? Yeah. Uh, that all looks like noise. Speaking of this area again, that looks like noise on the daily. Yet, it's a lot of points in each direction. It's gone. So how do you turn that into trading opportunities on the lower time frame? Again, we're, we're focusing on the wrong things here. And this was the point that was not getting across. How do you make this area tradable? And I keep responding. You can imagine my responses. 
Um, so what's the problem? The problem that there is no way to, uh, <laughs> here's my response. I said, uh, you know, again, after we did this for a while, how do you make those green lines on your chart trade? Well, I said, you don't. That's five months worth of time. Yep, correct. So what's the problem? Is the problem that there's no way to trade that different time frame? And then we went on, we kind of discussed it already about hunting on time frames. And then I mean, if you were to capture those moves, you can't on the daily, how would you capture them on a lower time frame? And again, I think it's important for this trader to understand, and hopefully you're listening at this, that you have to realize at this point in your trading, you don't have a trading plan, right? You don't know how to capture any move in the market at this point because you, you haven't built out a strategy or decided on a strategy. So it's impossible to answer the question of how or if you would capture the little moves that come within consolidation if we don't know what your trading style is. Does that make sense, guys? That's like Andrew looking at a chart saying, Keel, how can I capture that move? But we don't know how Andrew's trading yet. Because there's always a way to capture any move, right? You're a counter trend trader, you have a double top here, right? Maybe a lower time frame, you have another double bottom down here. That doesn't necessarily mean that it, it meets the rules that are within your trading plan. Now, of course, if, you, if you're just looking at it from a, a monetary perspective, meaning I want to make money, in hindsight, you could use everything. Oh, I would have been a counter trend trader here. I would have been a trend continuation there. I would have been a, a pattern trader here. But in reality, it, it's not that simple. So um, I went on to say you can capture on a lower time frame. That's what I'm trying to work out. And we went on to the thing that says, um, I kept trying to get him into the Q&A. You're focused on the money. That's the problem. And he says, I'm very black and white brained. Um, and I said, I'm giving you straight answers. Um, you're just, you're not, it just wasn't, the, the, it wasn't grasping the concept, I guess, that I was trying to, trying to get. So I, I, hopefully this Q&A helped. I think there was a few more. So I think the issue may be that I don't actually have any moves that I'm trying to figure out based on those green lines. How would I make those moves? What would those moves be? Then I would have a set moves, if you will. So I think the trader is starting to admit that I don't actually have kind of a plan. But we can go down here in hindsight and we can show how to do it. And I will do that for the trader because that's what he wanted. Um, I debated doing next. I don't want it to influence any bad habits of me saying, oh, here's how you could have gotten it. Because obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, and we always know. Um, but I, I will do that just so um, that that was requested. Let me just finish up this. Um, we had a good good conversation about you're you're not focused on the the right things, um, and then this we said I'm, I'm honestly seeking to do the right stuff. I just don't know what to ask. Um, so I'm saying there will be an overall picture of what would be ideal, um, and this is where I can tell that the trader has the right intentions. So this is someone that's been with us for a while, guys. He's not someone that has just joined the trial membership and, and wants to make a, a quick buck. Um, based on the conversation we've had, and we've had a lot of in the past, he really does want to become a good trader. The problem is he's stuck. And I know Naomi said, you guys talked to him this morning on the chat. Did, did that, were you able to make any ground there at all? No, he said, I'm listening clearly. Yeah, and, and that's the impression I got. He, 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 I and, and you, know, you never know people. I mean, you don't, you don't know the language barrier. You don't know stuff like that. I, I feel like the trader has the right intentions. He's very hungry to learn, says Tim, who I'm guessing was involved in that conversation as well. Um, but I think, I think there's a big barrier on, in, in his mind of kind of a predetermined way of thinking. Not a negative way, but the, the, the normal way of thinking like, how can I make money? How can I make money? 
Show me how to make money. Show me how to make money. And it's not to the point where he's doing reckless stuff. He's not out there recklessly trading. But I think the concept of, uh, I, I think the concepts that we're, we're preaching, the process over outcome just hasn't been switched yet. Yeah, and Naomi says it's difficult in that stage. You don't realize you're not listening. And that, that was my point. I, I didn't want to be too harsh on it. I felt like the trader wasn't listening to what I was trying to say. But you also have to remember that from my perspective, right, I, I'm, I'm on the other side of the fence, right? I've, I've seen the, the glorious land of what happens when you become a consistently profitable trader when you switch the mindset. So it's easy for me to say because I'm there. It's easy for you guys to see because you've made the shift. But when you go back to an earlier you, it probably was a little harder. But it's our job as a support group. This is tier one trading, man. Like, look, we're known worldwide for having the best community of traders. So it's our job to find a solution. It's our job not to give up. It's our job just not to throw this guy to the side and be like, no, okay, whatever. You don't listen, don't listen. No, we have, we have to pound and, and help and chisel. And sometimes it's going to be tough. Sometimes you're going to feel like the bad guy, but we have to do it. This is what we do. This is what we, you guys join for this reason. I hate to put the pressure on you. You guys join for this reason. You guys join because at some point you needed help. And you were willing to put yourself in a positive environment where maybe you had to listen to things that you didn't want to hear. Maybe you had to get, if Gabby was here, she would say slapped in the face with a wet fish. Until you change your mindset. And now you have. And now you have to pay it back. You have to take these younger traders, these newer traders under your wings and do the same thing. You have to tell them, hey, man, I've been there. Trust me. And you have to help them out. So all we can do is we can keep preaching the same message. And if the trader wants, he, if he wants it bad enough, and I think he does, he's super hungry. Eventually that, that message will get across. We just have to be consistent with it. And I think the main message, if you're listening to this, George... The main message is one, we've got to break the mindset. Money can't be the most important thing. You have to look at the market from an analytical perspective instead of just saying, how can I catch that move because it made a lot of money? How can I make as much money as possible in the market, right? We have to, we have to change that mindset because that mindset is going to turn us into trade hunters. We're going to try and catch every single move and you're going to get blown out the water. Next is, after you decided to stop thinking about the money and how can you make as much money as, the pos as possible, right? Catching every single move. You've got to put in the rest of the work in figuring out what type of trader you want to be. I know you said you want to be a trend continuation trader. So you've got, the, you got that part out the way. You said counter trend doesn't really fit your, your personality. All right. So how are you going to be a trend continuation trader? Are you going to use something like the, the Greystone trend continuation strategy? Are you going to use something like the daily chore? Are you going to use something more analytical, a classic pullback strategy? Are you going to use CTS, but only in trend continuation situations? Are you going to use multiple time frame analysis, right? That's the next step. How are you going to trade? What is going to be your specific strategy? And once you know that, then you'll be able to look at the market and see exactly what moves you can take advantage of. And once you do that, you will eventually get to the point where your only focus will be on things that meet your rules of engagement and everything else won't matter.
You'll get to the point where you look at a chart and someone's like, hey, did you catch that move? And you're like, what move? I didn't even see it. Why? Because it doesn't meet my rules. I don't care. I don't care. So I know I've dedicated myself to helping everyone out in this platform. I hope you guys will do the same. And as we continue on, if you if you see this trader, right, let's check up on him. And if you're listening, right, you keep using our community. I just ask you to do just be open minded. Be open minded. Listen to what the responses are. Ask questions instead of just saying this is what I want to do. Allow some of the knowledge to leak in and eventually we're going to chisel away at those those old habits and that old way of thinking. And if you chisel at something long enough, it'll break. And we'll break that old habit. We'll install some new ones. And then that hunger that you have to be successful, that's when it's really going to pay off. Because then you'll, you'll get to work doing the right things the right way. And it's going to be a cool moment when we see this trader succeed. It's going to be a real cool moment. We can, we can go back to this Q&A and laugh. And then he'll be responsible to teach the next batch. So real quick, so let's, let's do some hindsight trading. Sorry for that deep... Uh, this deep Monday Q&A, guys. Uh, <laughs> I told you it was going to be deep. Um, we're we're going to look at the trading plan in a little bit, too. But, yeah. So I hope that wasn't that. That wasn't dark, was it? Oh.